Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to tonight's Dash Radio show. I'm Dawn Wright to Bronx with my co-host Peter Mingles. Peter Mingles here. And we have a guest, Mr. Lucario, with us tonight. Welcome, Mr. Lucario. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. We're doing all right. And um, Mr. Lucario's basic everything is all around dating out there, but he's an entrepreneur and he loves entrepreneurism and and um, Peter, I'm going to let you run with this one because he's like a guy's guy. I'm you know telling what? You. I really appreciate you letting me talk to Mr. Locario, but Mr. <laughs> Locario, I have to explain in advance to Dawn, who handles the moderation of this call. Okay. Since you're talking about dating, and I've been happily married. I'm reading my script from my wife. I've been happily married for like almost 30 years, and I have three kids. <laughs> And, and Dawn, if there's any crazy lady from my telephone area code calling in, do not let do her not on the answer. phone. Do not answer. Got it. Okay. Do not, <laughs> no callers on this call. Nothing so, from yeah. 386 is coming through here. Yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, so, so Mr. Locario, I'm, I am totally prepared to hold this interview, but I have to throw in all my disclaimers for all of the <laughs> – Women in my family that are probably listening in right now saying, what is my husband and my dad and my uncle and whatever doing talking to a guy about dating advice? If that's right. <laughs> so we're going to do part fun, part entertainment, and part like, oh, my gosh, now I'm going to need a divorce lawyer. Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Okay. So, so any, I'm going to pull, oh, what was that movie where it was uh, – the guy who was talking about I have a friend. It was uh, the like, not the Caddyshack movie, the one with Rodney Dangerfield. Remember mm-hmm. Rodney Dangerfield? And he was talking to his his daughter was going to be having like sex with her husband for the very first time. He was asking the question, "I have a friend." So I'm going to do a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a I think I have a friend that might. Oh, sir, here we go. No, but first of all, I appreciate Uh-oh. you being. I, I appreciate you being here and. Uh, Number number one, we did like, we like to play a little bit, so I, I hope you don't mind that part as well. But I also hey, really love, to, yeah, I also really <laughs> love to hear that you're from like my home state of New York, which yeah, is really kind of neat. Yep. So we're so I appreciate you being here as well. So certainly from the five Definitely. boroughs, what a great place Definitely. to be. And if you can make it in New York and in those five boroughs, you can make it anywhere in the world. I firmly yeah, believe. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so I was looking at your I was looking at your site and um, have a lot of questions for you relative to that. Obviously, you've been very successful with a lot of different things relative to um, the stations you've been on and the shows you've been working with. But I always like to find out a little bit more about, you know, who you are, what you did, what you got started. So can you give us like a GPS, like of where the beginning started for you relative to this topic? Okay, yeah, well, basically, um, like right now I'm, I'm a dating and life coach and also um, have like an independent media company called ITAX Entertainment, and ITAX is the acronym that stands for um, I Think All Kinds of Kids Succeed. So I basically um, made that company with three of my friends when we were younger. We were about like 12 years old, so I've basically kind of been doing it since I was 12, like, you know, starting my own business. And, um, 
you know, I'm also like a rap artist and an actor. And the thing was, you know, I, I kind of, I still do acting and rapping, but I, my main thing was the whole dating and relationship things. I was always into helping people, and I was like, you know, what's the best way I can help people? And I was like, well, you know, I know how to date. I know about relationships. You know, I used to help my friends, um, you know, get girls. I used to help um, girls that I know, like, attract guys and all this other stuff. So I just I just kept going and kept doing that. And now, you know, I, I, I have my own business, and it's it's fun. It's a lot of work, but it's it's real fun to actually do what you like and actually, you know, help people out, so. I think that's the 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 best part about it, you know. Well, that's ap- absolutely great. So you started off with kind of like in, you know, working and then helping people and then gravitated towards really helping people and that's where you find your greatest level of success. Right. And definitely. that is a heck of a lot better than what I did after college. I sold vacuum cleaners. So Dawn <laughs> <laughs> Dawn Hey, we wouldn't you clean clean living rooms. That's not like that. Yes, you know what the heck? What the heck? But anyway. he, he definitely had to lead on a lot more fun in his 20s, should I say. I knocked on a lot of doors and just selling the wrong product. I don't get it. Yeah. But, but in, in reference to you, so now, you know, I don't know how – I know you said you've been doing that sort of stuff since you've been 12, but mm-hmm. let's talk about um, how things have changed right. in reference to the uh, Internet and the different and various things. I'm sure you can give us the do's and the don'ts and all the other kind of things. And only by divine intervention or maybe just dumb luck, before this call, mm-hmm. I, was a, I was approached by someone who asked me to add them to my Skype list. Now, this never happens. It's really kind of freaky. Yeah. This has happened just today. But it was a 21 slash F, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> what, what, what's that? Yeah, and she's asking me to see my pictures, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is kind of odd. You know, we're going to have you on the call, and I'm already getting this, like, this different Skype. And it's really kind of funny, kind of freaky that these things happen. But what I noticed was I'm like, okay, I'm good. I, I was doing something else. I didn't know who it was. Um, and then uh, it looked like it was automation. And I said, this is really kind of interesting because I don't mm. know what the motive was behind it. But in essence, I typed in something. I said, are you like a machine or you're like a real person? And then, right. quote, unquote, she continue to tell me that, you know, she wants to show me my pictures or show me, ask me to sign up for a website. And I just kept on typing in some stuff that obviously a human being would have never noticed. But it was so well done on the automation side that it was just kind of really interesting. So, you know, for people, I mean, it's just kind of weird the whole dating thing is a slippery slope for many, I'm guessing, now with the advent of the Internet and all the other cool stuff. So tell us about, like, how you got started pre-Internet and then maybe, like, how things have changed. Right. Well, I mean, well, what you were saying, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, things on the Internet that's not really real, you know what I mean? So that's probably, you're probably talking, you know, talking to some machine. But just, like, before the, before the Internet was, was really big, I, I really wasn't, um, like I was just doing things locally, you know, around my neighborhood and people that knew me and stuff like that as far as like the whole dating relationship thing. And then like I wasn't really even taking it seriously. I was actually just doing it as a hobby. Like, you know, I, I was would help um, certain friends that I knew, like talk to girls, and I would help like other women that I knew, like, you know, girlfriends that I knew and stuff like that. And then my one of my, um, my business partners, he was saying, you know, you should actually try to do this like seriously. So about like um five years ago is when I started to like do it seriously. So actually one night I put up a couple of videos on YouTube and it was about like five or six videos and I left my email address on the bottom 
And then I was like, yeah, email me if you have any questions. And the next, the next, very next day, I got like over like fifty emails from people, you know, asking me for advice. I was like, wow, this is this is crazy, you know. So I, from there, it kind of snowballed because I started writing articles on different websites, and then that turned into I, I made a, a really short um, book that I put out for free. And then it just like I just kept getting a lot of more like um, emails from people wanting help, and then I just really started to snowball and and, and make it a, a business. You know, because it was taking up so much time, and and I was like, you know, I want to help more people and more people. So I started putting out products, and then people would buy the products and stuff like that. So that that made it work. What started off as a hobby and right. obviously a general interest for the audience that you were talking to actually turned out to being like a business. Right, right. And that's right. kind of neat. So where did you where did you start to, you know, any, I guess everybody can, you know, answer an email. But then all of a sudden you had to learn how to do a website. Right. And then you had to learn how to do e-commerce. And mm-hmm. you probably had to learn the entrepreneurial boo-boos that everybody kind of runs across. You're like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have done that over there. I should have done this over here. Right. So how did you learn those types of things? Or maybe share with us some stories, because there's a lot of people that start off with their hobby. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. For you, it happened to be social skills and things like that and helping people in that need. For those other people on the line, maybe they have something that they really like doing as well. It could be planting flowers. I spoke to a gentleman a couple of days ago about hydroponics. I don't know anything about hydroponics and growing food. (laughs) But we all kind of have to go through that entrepreneurial thing where we're learning and we're experimenting and we go through some of the trials and tribulations. So share with me your story of some of the things you had to learn along the way that may have had nothing necessarily due to the specific skill or the specific thing that you were promoting. Right. Um, well, the thing is, the, the first thing I realized though is that you got to kind of love what you're doing because if you don't love it, you're not, you're not gonna you're not gonna continue doing it. That's just number one. You know what I'm saying? Because there it's so much energy and hours and time you have to put into what you're doing, and if you're not really passionate about it, you, you're not gonna be successful in what you're doing. But as far as like the you know, there were certain things that I didn't know. As far as, like, doing an online business, because I was like, okay, I'm getting all these emails, I'm, you know, but how am I going to actually make money? And the thing with, that's interesting about the Internet is that the fact that it's the Internet, you can just Google anything to learn about anything. And there's, like, millions of websites and millions of, you know, uh, places that you can find on the Internet that will tell you exactly what you need to do and how to do it. You know what I mean? So it's not, and that, that's the great part about it. So it's like almost anybody can really get into it if they want to. You know what I mean? So I learned how to actually set up, um, you know, websites. And a lot of, and right now if you have, you have like things like WordPress where it's basically kind of like set up for you. So if you, if you know how to use Facebook or Twitter, you can use a WordPress website and set up your own uh, websites and, and actually start making money off of it. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. Now, we now let's imagine that we're talking to some novice people here, mm-hmm. and they may not know what WordPress is. We throw it around right. as if it's a word we already know. So explain, you know, like with the Baby Step Basics for the people that right. are listening in, what a WordPress site is, how much it costs, how do you go about getting one, you know, okay. all the cool things that you've been able to do with a WordPress site. Because about, I don't know what it was for me, maybe two or three years ago, I had maybe had first heard the word, and yeah. we, I run a regular and traditional business where we had to do all of our stuff on our own. So we had a, the cost of servers and bandwidth and programmers. Right. And, man, that's, let me tell you, it's a pretty expensive proposition to run a traditional business. And then all of a sudden WordPress comes along. So yeah. talk to us about WordPress. 
Yeah, so WordPress basically there's this two is two different types. You have WordPress.com and WordPress.org, and WordPress.org is um, the one. It's the site that you actually pay for, where you can actually make money off it. WordPress.com is just a free site, so you can't technically make any money off it. So if you just wanted a blog just to like you know put up stuff or practice or just get your um, viewership up, then you can start with WordPress.com. But once you want to actually start making money, you're gonna actually have to pay for your own site. So if if you go to WordPress. Um, WordPress.org, you can pay for a, a WordPress um, template, and also you have to pay for hosting. So a hosting is is that's the the, the company that's going to basically um, put to get not necessarily put together your site, but they're the ones where you're going to get all your information stored in that place. So you have to just get a hosting site and get a WordPress template, and then you're pretty good after that. And it's it's not even expensive. I think you pay. You got ones that's cheap. You pay like one hundred and twenty dollars for like the whole year. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh. so you there's know, really you no there's really no barrier to entry for somebody if they wanted a WordPress dot org site. Right, right. So right. You know, when I first had my first website, I think we paid uh, like sixty bucks a month, and it was on a shared server. And then eventually we got we said oh, we're gonna need one of our own, and then it was managed hosting, and that could be five or 600 bucks a month. And then if you want yeah. to get a lot of servers, I mean, you, you could literally run. I mean, I could buy a, a block monthly for what I pay for hosting and bandwidth in a traditional sense. But right. with WordPress.org, you're saying, really, there is no barrier to entry. Yeah, like, cause, and, and and unless they unless they change it, and I don't think they did, but I remember because I started out with a WordPress.com site, and what I tried to do is I was trying to make money off of there, and then, I, you know, they contacted me and said, hey, you know, you're not allowed to do this. If you want to make money, you have to um, sign up for the WordPress.org. So then I did that, and then, you know, I had my own site. And it, it's it's so simple how you can you can literally just build it in, within a day. Because what happened was I had a, um, a lot of my videos on YouTube, and what happened was a lot of my videos were getting, um, like, flagged because some, sometimes people didn't like what I was saying and they thought, you know, they, were, they didn't agree with what I was talking about, so my stuff kept getting, kept getting flagged. And then my videos altogether were coming down. So I was like, you know, I need a, another website. I need a website that I can just put my content on and, you know, blog about my dating and relationship stuff. So right, like, one day when I got, when my, um, when all of my YouTube stuff was gone, I basically just, um, called up HostGator, I, 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 um, bought a new, um, and I bought a new, uh, WordPress template, and set it up all in one night, you know what I mean, so, and then I had my new website, which is MrLucarioTV.com, and I put up my stuff on there, so it was just, like, it's really, really easy to, to get it set up, and there's a lot of, like, tutorials and stuff that come with it, so, it's you know it's sometimes it might you know when you're first starting out it it might seem a little overwhelming, but you, you there's tutorials but also there's other people that have websites so you can like hit them up and they you know they'll probably be able to like walk you through some of the um things and also you can call um HostGator and all these other sites and they can walk you through the steps of what you have to do so like once you get into it it, it you can really know how to really get it going. Lots of help, and there's lots of policeful that can probably help you out. We're going to take a couple of seconds. We're going to spin some records on our side. We'll come back on the other side of this commercial break in about a minute or so. So, Axel, go ahead. Spin some stuff. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training, 
that will take you and your sales team to the next level? For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. And welcome back to the Dash. This is Dawn Wright DeBrance and Peter Mingles with Mr. Lucario. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) 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 Uh, So, Mr. Lucario, the only reason why I'm laughing is because I just real, you know, my wife, if you're listening in, Dawn, remember, from the 386, don't let the woman in. It was. Oh, I don't want you to get. I don't want you to get oh, uh, you know an argument. Here's the, here's, here's the funny thing about my wife. When I, you know, I was a young gentleman and I made a lot of mistakes with the dating thing when I was dating. <laughs> I thought those were behind me, like I really did, until my sons were of dating age, and then I relived all the mistakes <laughs> that I made all over again to right. my sons because my wife would say. Well, you remember when your dad did, I'm like, I thought I was over this. I thought I had like a, maybe a 20-year reprieve. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's, it's kind of neat. It's kind of fun and kind of exciting because now I get a chance to see them going through some of the challenges that are out there. You know, yeah. when, I was, when I was younger, there was, I'm 50 now, and way back then when I was 18 or 19 and kind of like into the dating thing, I really didn't date a lot of people. I was kind of shy. I, I really didn't ask a lot of people. It was a different world way back then. Socially, it was way different, and there was certainly no Internet. And then all of a sudden now with the Internet, oh, gosh, you know, the Internet with just the whole concept of dating online started off as being kind of freaky. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm older than you are, so I remember when we first came home with our first microwave, I said to my ma, said, ma, I am not nuking my food. Like, I wouldn't even go near the microwave. Yeah. When I heard about when I heard about dating online, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, who would ever do that?" <laughs> yeah, people are still scared of that. Scared and, to date online sometimes, you know. Right. Some people are, but let's face it. I think probably more relationships are started online yeah. than probably non online nowadays. And I think yeah, a lot, lot of people are already on there, so they're just like you know. Trying to get like most people are online most of the time anyway. Even if you know, even if they're walking, they have you know internet on their phone or whatever. So they're always constantly in contact online. And so since there's people there, and and a lot of times a lot of people are working even more nowadays. It's you don't have enough time to actually go out and go to different places and probably meet people at first in person. So if you're online, you can just message somebody and say, hey, you know, let's get together at this point and. You know, get some coffee real quick. You know, so it's a little bit more convenient. 
right now with the whole online thing. And I think that's, like, the main thing that the Internet does. It makes, like, basically everything a little bit more convenient, you know? Right, and with that convenience probably is a good thing and a bad thing. Right. (laughs) Talk to me about that. So say, for instance, if I I was a a guy and I was looking for something or a gal and I was looking for something, what are the places that someone, and I don't know if this is the stuff that you do, but walk Mm. me through that. So say, for instance, you found somebody, they were a nice person, they were Mm. having a hard time being forward and, you know, walking up to a guy and saying, you know, would you like to date me or whatever that's done. How would somebody start to form a relationship, and where would they go, and what kind of advice would you give them? As far as, like, on like meeting someone online? Anywhere. Like, anywhere. Say, for instance, you know, you meet a shy gal. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say my daughter, but just say imagine somebody <laughs> like my daughter. Yeah. Who's like a shy gal, and she's a good kid and all that sort of stuff. And, right. But she's not necessarily going to go after the guy. And mm-hmm. sometimes you could be a nice person, and if you don't go after somebody, you know, if you don't ask, they won't give. Just right. like anything else sometimes, and if you're kind of shy, you're there all by yourself, and, you know, if, unless you go into different places or social events or being hooked up with someone, what does someone yeah. do? Yeah, I mean, well, the main thing, I, you know, I tell, because, I, I, you know, I teach men and women how to approach people because a lot of times women think that it's just a man's job to approach, and so, you know, and a lot of women are a little bit more shy about that, but the thing is is that um, for people who aren't used to, um, talking to people or approaching people, you know, it's it's more of them getting used to being social. So I say, you know, don't just wait until you see that guy or girl that you want to talk to. You should start learning how to, you know, have conversations with people on a regular basis. So when you're, you know, walking down the street, you say hi to people. When you're in the elevator, you say, you know, good morning. Like you get, so you get used to the, you know, being a social person. And now when people are first beginning to, like, learn how to approach people and talk to people, always say that it's it's a little bit easier for a person to indirectly talk to someone. So, for example, let's say if, you know, your daughter saw a guy that she liked, you know, and they were waiting at a bus stop or something, and she could, you know, say, hey, how long have you been waiting for this bus? And they could have to get into a conversation about the bus, and then it rolls into a conversation about them, you know, getting coffee probably, you know, next week or something. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like just easing yourself into it, you know? So- what are the fears that most people have? And I'll kind of share with you, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I was kind of shy. I mean, I wanted to play with my right. Frisbee and ride my bike and throw my, you know, we'd throw footballs back and forth and stuff like that. And girls were kind of, not scary, but I just, you know, it's kind of a weird <laughs> thing. Yeah. And, and I was just more shy than anything mm-hmm. else, so I wouldn't date hardly anybody because I was just so shy and I was kind of into my own thing. And I was actually pushed into asking my wife out, yeah. Only because all of my friends told her. Now, again, for all those people that want to be controversial, here we go. Here comes my hate mail. <laughs> all of my friends told my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time, that I was gay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so she wanted to date me, but they said, no, I think we think Peter's gay. I'm like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, I'm the guy who plays football. I'm the guy that, like, and then I'm not anti-gay guy, so for all the people yeah. guys listening. and all those gay football players just went, really, Peter? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah all the NFL guys that are coming out of the closet right now, yeah. to speak, like, I don't need to hate now. Don't look up my address. But I was, like, at that time, in naive sense, I just said, I'm, 
what are you talking about? He's, they, they, she came back to me. She said, are you gay? I'm like, what are you talking about? Where do you get this stuff from? All your friends are asking me out, and they're saying, the reason why you're not asking me out is because you're gay. So I was pushed into actually asking her out wow. to prove that I wasn't that. <laughs> and she, she, she's still sure till this day she converted you. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I guess it worked in that situation, you know, because you guys got to talking, you know. I so. guess. Yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, but I don't think that's really the right way to overcome the shyness thing like you're referencing. Yeah. So so the advice that you would give to somebody that was shy would be to start, you know, regular conversations, you know, like, you know, do you wait for the bus here often or all the kind of fun stuff that that somebody might say. How about meeting different people? Mm. Like what would you recommend? Yeah, also just like as far as like, you know, getting over shyness, like because shyness is – it's, it sometimes also has to do a little bit with like insecurity or feeling like a like a, a, a like a feeling of lack. Like, well, I'm not. There's something about me that I don't want to kind of put out into the world. There's something about me that I feel is like you know, uh, this just something that that that's a little bit like off there, which is why I don't want this. Which is why the shyness is happening. Because I always look at it like this: if you found, let's say, if you um. Uh, found like a singing frog, you know the WB frog where he sings, and they, they had the <laughs> cartoon where the guy finds the frog and he's so excited to show someone that I got a singing frog. So the thing is, is that if you're so, you know, if you are excited about yourself and who you are, you know, you wouldn't technically be shy because it's kind of like I want to show the world who I am. You know what I mean? So the opposite is like there's something that I'm feeling isn't like all that okay with me where uh, some of the shyness comes from. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's probably a little bit of insecurity and all other stuff. So what I tell people to do is to actually spend some time figuring out, like, what makes you, you interesting. You know what I'm saying? And that is, you know, that gives you a little bit more confidence and that makes you a little bit more outgoing because it's kind of like once you understand how valuable you are, you want to actually go out there and, and share that with people. You know what I mean? And it becomes a little bit more easier for you to do that once you get used to it and once you get to to talk to people. Now, when it comes to actually going out to meeting people and going to places to meet people, it's basically just about, you know, going out to different events or, or try to go to places that you actually like to be at. So, for example, if you are a person who likes art, and like, you know, the museum and stuff, you can go to museum events or go to the museum, and then while you're there, you know, you meet people in that situation. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, because the thing is it's always best to go in situations where you actually want to be in the first place because let's say if you go if you go to the museum and nobody's there that you found interesting or you didn't get to really talk to anybody, you at least was at a place that you were going to enjoy yourself anyway. So, But then if there's people there, there's people you want to talk to that you want to, you know, you find interesting, then you actually just go up there and talk to them. So as far as meeting new people, it's just basically like getting yourself out there. They also got like – um. A lot of uh, meetup groups, they have this website called meetup.com, which I love, where they have groups that specified for your for whatever you want to do or what your interests are, and then you can meet people in, in those situations. So it's probably like a process sometimes as opposed to a single event. Maybe right, through, right. Repet- through repetition and just by being out there, some things are going to happen. And exactly. Then, you know, for for most of the people, because you, you probably counsel most people, and maybe their inhibitions or maybe their shyness or whatever it is is holding them back. Mm. Is it mostly real or is it mostly self-inflicted? Like, yes, is it exactly. mostly in their own head? And you know, what are some of the common ones with guys or gals? 
Yeah, well, with men, um, a lot of it is they have this fear of rejection, and that's why they either act shy or they're, you know, scared to approach women. And it's really all in their own head because the thing is is that you're fearing something that you don't really know what's going to happen, you don't know the outcome, so you haven't approached this woman yet, so you don't know what's going to go, go down. But also it's not even really even just about um, that fear of rejection. It's more so about you, like I said, understanding yourself and loving yourself because the thing is people look for validation for, for themselves through other people, which they shouldn't. So the guy is going up to the girl and expecting her to like him, and then he's going to feel good about himself. And if she doesn't like him, he's going to feel bad about himself. You see what I'm saying? But you should feel good about yourself all the way through, and that's how you actually attract the best people for you. You know, and and the thing with a lot of women, I, I notice that women will um, have a fear of, like, also being rejected, but a woman's rejection is kind of like different in a certain way where she feels rejected if like she sleeps with a guy and he doesn't call her he doesn't call her back, or you know a guy just starts to ignore her so or she you know she had a, a really bad breakup with one guy and she's scared to get serious with another guy because she's you know she has that baggage from the, that relationship so it's it's a lot of like just people really having to work on themselves. And once they work on themselves and understand what they're about, then they can attract people who really like who they authentically really are, you know, and, and, and you have better relationships like that. Excellent. Well, we're going to take a little break over here for a minute or so. We'll be back with Mr. Locario. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back with I'm Dawn Wright to Bronx. We've got Peter Mingles, and we're here with Mr. Lucario. Hey, this is my job on. today. I'm like Vanna to his pet Sajak. I'm just turning <laughs> over the letters. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so we've heard that uh, you know there's a lot of people sometimes that might have their own uh, issues, meaning like maybe it's mostly self-inflicted of their own levels of insecurity. But right. you really are, I guess, kind of putting yourself at stake. If you approach someone and then you might be rejected, and there might be different and various reasons why those things might happen, and I guess then there's going to be the delicate balance of whether you really take it personally or whether maybe it's some outside situation, I'm guessing. You know, because maybe if you take a chance on asking somebody out and they're already involved, and then they say they're already involved, you might be a little bit afraid and a little bit of gun-shy maybe to ask the next time, I would imagine. So keep going. Oh, no, I was going to say also with that, too, is that a lot of times, like, people, cause people think, you know, they say, I don't want to get rejected, but it's not, a lot of times, if, if a person is, you know, not into you, like, let's say if a guy meets a girl at a party and he talks to her for, like, two minutes and, you know, he wants to, like, get her number or give her, and she's not interested, you know, it, it's not that she, there's nothing really actually personal because she doesn't know him. 
So it's not like she's rejecting you personally. She doesn't under, She doesn't even know who you are. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, is that a lot of guys take it, you know, too personally when that happens with, with, with women is that they're like, well, oh, she rejected me. I'm a loser. There's something wrong with me. And I'm like, you know, she doesn't even know you. She's not rejecting you. She's just rejecting what happened in that situation. She's rejecting the game that you brought to the situation. It's not really her rejecting you because she doesn't know who you are. You see what so, I'm saying? Right. So maybe he had asked too quickly. Maybe he was a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe there was something else going on or any or all of those things. Right, and sometimes it has nothing to even do with the guy, you know. So sometimes the girl, she's not into him because she has a boyfriend or she's a lesbian or, you know, it, it, she could just be having a bad day and she's in a certain mood. So it's, it's all these different things that go on. So I always tell guys, you know, don't really worry about that. Don't focus on that aspect of it, you know. So in in reference to the differences between guys and girls, what are some of the things that go through the guy's head as far as the asking and maybe the rejection, and how about some of the stuff relative to the girls? Because, you know, the whole men are from Mars and women from Venus right. which usually leads you to believe that they have different kinds of brains. So how do they mm -hmm. think a little bit differently? Right. Well, just mainly just based off of society, uh, I would say something like women will, are, are taught to be passive. You know, 90% of the time it's they, they're taught to, like, okay, wait for the guy to – come up to you, wait for the, you know, the guy has to do this for you or that for you, and if he doesn't do this or that, that means this and this. So women kind of like, and I feel bad for women sometimes because it's like they're kind of just waiting for things to happen to them. So then now they only have to choose from what, what they got presented to them. So I always try to tell women, like, if you see a guy that you're interested in, you know, it's your responsibility to go up and talk to him. Or you know if you if you if you find a guy that you're interested in and you want to or you want to get a boyfriend or have a boyfriend it's your responsibility to to find a guy who is ready to be that type of guy for you you know what I mean so and so that's how you know when it comes to women but for like also for men I think a lot of times what goes on in guys' heads is that they're uh, trying too hard to make the situation perfect so a guy's like I gotta say the right thing and should I say this or should I walk up to her now and, you know, should I ask her for her number? Should I touch her? Should I, you know, like there's so much in their head that they're not actually present in the moment and being themselves and just having a good time and chilling out. And then, and, you know, I always tell guys that more women will be attracted to you if you just relax and be yourself and not think too much about every little thing. And I, you know, I always use the example of, you know, if I'm talking to a guy and we're having a conversation, I was like the same way you're asking me questions and you're relaxed, talk to a woman the same way. Don't The thing is, guys put women on a pedestal, so when they talk to women, they treat it as, like, this special event, then their heart is beating really fast, and then they're just going, you know, they're going crazy. And it's like, you know, you got to relax and just, just chill out and things will happen. Now, what about um, different age limits? Because, mm -hmm. you know, you think about the college student age, and then you have the 20s into the 30s, and then all that other sort of stuff. So, as I would imagine, like maybe um, let's go back to my son and my daughter. I have a son who's right. graduating from college. Mm. I have a daughter who's just graduating from high school. They have a different environment. They right. go to school. They hang out with kids all day long. But now imagine that, say, for instance, my son goes away to school, and then mm. he graduates from school and doesn't have the same social environment. Because, you know, sometimes right. just by the prediction that they're in, they're going to be around other people. So now you're a guy. You're mm. in, a, in a town you're in your 20s and maybe you're starting to work, how is that different? And then bring me through maybe the next level 
which might be maybe somebody in their 30s or 40s, and they might be dealing with either broken relationships or a little bit of baggage. Mm. And then what about people that are like the seniors? My my mom, uh, my dad passed away about two years ago, Mm. and my mom actually now has a boyfriend. Wow, nice. (laughs) Which is really different because that's something the kids have to deal with as well. And right. he's a great man, and if I, if you know, if there was anybody who would have said this, sent this guy, he, my dad must have sent this guy for my mom. So it's kind of like a really good thing. But yeah. there's definitely differences in, you know, teenagers into their twenties, thirties, and forties, and fifties, and then the senior group. Right. Um, can you share with us any of your experiences or any of the relationships about helping those groups out? Yeah, I think it, it, there's different stages that people go through in life where, you know, they're at, a, they, they're at a different stage and also the surrounding that they're in makes the situation different. So, for example, like let's say for your son who is in college, you know, he's in a situation where he's, um, you know, he's, he's still young, he's, he's going to be around a lot of girls and, you know, a lot of partying and hanging out and, then, you know, having that college atmosphere. Once he gets out of college and let's say if he's, if he's working a nine-to-five or he has a job, then, you know, most of his time is at work, and then he has to actually go out to to meet the girls. You know, before it was like they were always around. Now he has to actually make an effort to go in and, and find the girls. So it's kind of like him also realizing that that's what the situation is now, and at the same time figuring out where he's at because he might not have the same mind frame as far as dating goes that he, you know, as when he's in college versus when he's, you know, working and versus when he's probably in his 40s. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so let's stop there for a second because I think that's an important thing. Because if you, let's, I don't know, let's say, for instance, you're 24 years old. So right. you started off at one and then you had people around you and you went to school and there was always guys and girls around you most likely. And all of a sudden you're in your 18s. And then you go to school, and then it's like, you know, holy cow, where's that bus with the girls gone wild video? And they're right. like, wow, there's all this stuff going on depending on where you live. And then all of a sudden, you graduate from school, your starter job, and your whole entire existence as far as relationships with other people seems to stop. Like, mm. for the first time, you have to probably work at it. Where yeah. before, it was always there. So yeah. for 20-some-odd years, you never had to worry about it, and then all of a sudden, now you have to work at something you've never had to work at. So, right. you know, for you know, for, for, for me, when I was a kid, I could eat anything and not have to worry about eating, you know, gaining weight. And then all of a sudden, as you get a little bit older, then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, I have to worry about gaining weight? Who the heck yeah. have I to worry about gaining weight? <laughs> it's true, because when you were younger, you could kind of eat a lot of different things, and it wouldn't really make a difference and now you got to kind of watch what you eat once you got older so it's it's a it's a whole different just like change in in direction of your life and also like figuring out like what's really best for me at, in this situation what's best for me right now and what do I actually want right now because I always tell people you know they got to kind of keep uh talking to themselves and say you know where am I at right now what do I want you know so, and that's the main thing right so they hit the wall so they hit the brick wall and now they have to start to make decisions that they never had to make to or right. make, make before. So what have you found to be like the psychological things that happen? Like do they start to get lonely, depressed? Do they go one way or another? Do You know, how does yeah. that happen? You know, this is what I always found interesting about like um, dating, and, this is, and this, is, this is so weird to me because in almost every other aspect of life, right, you kind of 
say, well, if I want to get good grades, I got to study. If I want to learn how to, um, you know, build this, I need to learn, you know, go to school to learn this. Or if I want to, you know, bake a cake, I have to follow these instructions in order to bake the cake. But when it comes to dating, people don't think about it like that. People think dating and relationships is just going to happen. You know what I mean? So it's like, so what happens is that as you get older, you still think like, well, you know, I'm going to find that perfect man or I'm going to be with that girl or whatever. But people don't realize that there there's some type of energy and some type of, you know, effort that you have to put into your dating life. Like I actually have a book um, for women, and the book is titled It's Your Fault, You're Single. And the, the, what I was saying in that book, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't putting it to be like accusatory, but what I'm saying is, is that it's your responsibility to get the type of relationship you want. You know what I mean? So you actually have to go out there and put in effort and, and realize that there are things that need to be done in order for you to get what you want to get. And a lot of it also starts from, you know, yourself first in realizing where you're at, but also realizing and understanding the surroundings you're in. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to kind of have that balance and figure out what's best for you and what's going to be best for you in, in each situation you're trying to get to. Excellent. Now talk to me a little bit about patterns. Because I think sometimes, you know, as old as I am and with as many people as I've worked with over the a lifetime I've been working with, I get a chance to basically live their lives with them many times. Right. And sometimes I find is that people have a tendency of repeating patterns. So right. there could be a bazillion people out there and lots of choices, and someone will gravitate more or less towards the same type of person, either good or bad. So right. what have you found as far as that's concerned? Yeah, I think what it is is that people they're in a comfort zone most of the time. That's what that's what happens. Like you know, so they're a person even if they're in a really bad relationship, they and if they you know leave that relationship, they'll probably even get with someone who's similar, like you know have similar traits that are also bad and stick with that because that's what they know. And you know, sometimes a person might be uh, you know a better fit for them. But they're scared to even, you know, make that change because they're like, I don't really know where this is going to go. It's like kind of scary, you know, territory because it's a different thing. So it's like, it's, uh, you know, as human beings, we're used to uh, a certain type of, of, of way of living or used to a certain thing. We want to stick to what we're used to. And a lot of times people are scared to, you know, take a chance and, and, and do something different. But the thing is, is that nothing is really going to improve unless you change, you know what I mean, unless you change the, 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 the circumstances that you're in and try to date different different people and try to step outside that box. But, you know, it's it's all coming from fear of, you know, the unknown. So people get back with the same type of people. People do that same pattern of, of getting into really, like, bad relationships. And, you know, it, it's, it's just really a comfort zone thing that people have. Have you? We're going to take a commercial break in just a minute or so, and I want to start a topic on the other side of this conversation. We're talking right. about establishing relationships, but I guess on the other side, let's talk about what would you do if you're in the wrong one and you have to start another one, or how do you break up if that's such a way to do it. But have, right. you, found, have you found that there's a pattern of uh, levels of attractiveness, like, for instance, people that are shy attract people that are outgoing or people that mm -hmm. are shy attract people that are shy, and or is it just kind of like a mixed bag of just about everything? Yeah. Which, well, which one do you think? Or is it just kind of like a mixed bag? It really depends. I think it's, it's, usually, it's usually a mixed bag because sometimes since people are such individuals, 
you know, I, what I've noticed is that, like, I'll I'll look at a person and you or you look at certain people and you'd be like, oh, you know, this person looks like they might be into this type of person or that type of person, and then you see their boyfriend or their girlfriend or someone they're dating and you're like, you're like, really, this guy or that girl? You know, you're just like shocked. You know, <laughs> sometimes so it's 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 really very random, like what people are really into, and and which I think is a good thing because you know we're all individuals at the end of the day. And it's good that, you know, people have a variety of of choices and, and there's so many different choices out there and different types of people. So I think it's good that people have their own, you know, um, you know, thing that they like. Because, you know, society will tell you, like, well, this is the perfect guy and this is the perfect girl, this is the perfect-looking woman, this perfect-looking man. But at the end of the day, you only really know what you like. So it's, you know, it's up to the person. And I think that, you know, it, it kind of depends and it's, it's, it's very random. What yeah, people really want. It's a mixed bag. Well, this is perfect. Okay, so we're going to come back on the other side of the um, on the commercial break. So, Axel, go ahead, spin some records. Are you in a rut about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. <coughs> Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back with Peter Mingles and Mr. Lucario talking about all sorts of cool stuff, from, from entrepreneurism to dating to, well, all sorts of things. And, and I'm learning yeah. so much about guys right now. I'm just sitting here happily <laughs> listening to this. Uh, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep it away because I, I don't want to scare you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as a guy, <laughs> you women sometimes, I, I know I'm going to get oh, in trouble. Oh, here we right? go, you women. Yeah, you women. I'll tell you. You women, if it, I, get, I, I know we're on a radio show, so I'm going to get a lot of heat for what I'm going to say next. But yeah. some, sometimes you women make us guys want to be gay. But don't. Wow. <laughs> like if, it didn't, if it didn't include sex and cuddling, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know, Peter, that goes both ways. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> That goes both ways. I know a lot of women who have hopped the fence after a divorce. <laughs> I think you know. I think it's just men and women don't understand each other that well. I think that's what happens. You know, that's what really makes it hard for 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 both sexes to really get along. You know, I think I think sometimes because even myself, I'll be you know. Um, with my girl, and I'm just like, why? I'm like, why would you do this? And I'm thinking in my head, like, this is ridiculous, and you know, so it's it's just me kind of having to step back and say, okay, you know, I understand why you're doing what you're doing, and you know, I I I respect the fact that this is something that's very feminine that you do, and then there's certain things that I do, and she's looking at me like, what the hell? And then, but then she's like, you know what? That's what you do. That's you know, you're a guy. That's kind of like what you're into. So, you know, I can respect that and whatever, you know. So it's it's kind of like this understanding 
that, you know, people, we're, we're, even though there's a lot of things that we're kind of similar on as far as men and women, but there's so many different things that we're, you know, it's, it's totally different of how we, you know, react or or act upon certain things. Well, they they certainly process information differently. That's what yeah. I have learned. So <laughs> i got to push the mute button on our host over here so Dawn can't interact. <laughs> but, uh-huh. okay. yeah, so anyway. <laughs> so it's reference and, and referencing stuff, you know, sometimes I would imagine that there's good relationships and there might be, you know, ones that maybe are destructive. And, mm. and you know, I guess sometimes, you know, what might have attracted somebody initially, eventually over time they start to uh, maybe you find out a little bit more or something along that line. People move in different directions or just stuff happens. I don't, right. You know, who knows how stuff happens. What would be your advice for someone who needed to maybe end a relationship? Yeah. I mean, well, I think I think it's, it's very delicate, you know, depending on how you – how you end it, like, and the person knows the other person they're with better than anybody else, and they know what the relationship is, you know, and I think the the best way to do it is to really just be honest about what's going on, because sometimes the person who you're breaking up with or you want to break up with kind of knows that you want to break up with them, or they can kind of feel like that's maybe going to happen sometime soon in the future, you know, because I I remember my ex-girlfriend, she broke up with me. And I was so pissed off, but I I kind of knew it was gonna happen. I kind of felt the energy was it was it was off, you know. And I was like, yeah, this, we're gonna probably break up soon. I had that thought in my head, but she was the one who who came and you know said it. And and the thing is, is that I feel like if you're actually honest in that situation, it's still gonna hurt. It's still gonna be like you know something tough. But I feel like it's better to be honest so that I think the, the you and the person can actually move on in a in a, in a in a better way and kind of like heal from that later on in a, in a much uh, more effective way and not have a lot of animosity or, you know, a lot of baggage that goes with that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and there's no easy way to really do it, but I think as, as far as being honest with yourself and honest with the person you're with, I think that that helps it out just a little bit. I would, um, I would imagine that communicating and trying to make it a safe environment and communicating is probably the best way to do it or maybe right. a better way to do it. But I'm sure there's really no easy way to do it. Right. So, and I, I would uh, say I would say do it in public. This <laughs> one's like kind of crazy, you know. I'm like, I'm like, what? You're breaking up with me, and then they try to throw you out the window, you know. <laughs> Be a man. Do it in public so she can't yell and scream too much. Is what you're saying. <laughs> so she can't shoot you publicly. At least. Yes. Yeah. Have, have witnesses. Have witnesses around. <laughs> <laughs> That would be crazy. <laughs> and even, I mean, even for the ladies, too, because sometimes, you know, if you break up with a guy and he's he gets very, like, you know, emotional, you want to make sure you got some witnesses around. So, you know. That's true. Either, either, <laughs> you know, men and women. There is, a, there is a fine line between love and hate sometimes, especially yeah. if the emotions are really intense. Yeah. Okay, so let's um, talk about the entrepreneurial part of you. So th- what if right. somebody wants to find out more about how to buy some of your stuff? I'm sure we're going to have you up on the resources of the dash radio.com, but what are, what products kind of like do you sell? How do they go about buying them? And tell us all about your stuff. So let's get your commercial. Oh, yeah, so um, you can definitely get all my stuff at my site, mrlocario.com. That's M R 
L O C A R I O dot com and just go to the store page and it has a list of things that have um DVDs, audio programs, books for men and women. So um yeah, all my stuff is there and I also do uh coaching, so I do one on one coaching, I do email coaching, I do phone coaching. So and I also um speak at schools or so if anybody any schools wanna get in contact with me, you can see some of my speaking services. It's at Mr Lucario Speaks dot com. And um yeah, that's and also I have a blog site called AlexSexyNaked dot com, which is a blog site that we post um dating and relationship information and also entertainment information and it basically means that you look good being yourself, being natural, so it's like Alex Sexy Naked. That's that's the the um the flow of it. <laughs> Excellent. So um in reference to this let's do a little bit of bragging on you because when I was on your website I saw that you were on lots of T V shows that are pretty well known. So right. share with us like some of the places that you've been. Oh yeah, I've been um I've been on Anderson Cooper's um talk show, I've been on Tyra Banks, been on our Montel Williams show, I've been on Fox Strategy Room, um I've done a couple of uh photo shoots with New York Post and I've been in a couple of magazines like Blender and The Source and a lot of it is just you know it, it, it just comes from a lot of like a lot of calling and emailing and networking <laughs> you know so I say to anyone who has a business or an online business is a lot of your success is going to be through you know networking and, and keeping in contact with people and getting your names and your products out there and so that you know it helps you a lot of the stuff that you've been on you were personally involved with making sure you got on those shows. It sounds like you were involved in actively your own self-promotion. Yeah. Maybe those shows might not have even known who you are. Exactly. So I had to email them, call them up, and send them my information. And they were like, oh, cool, yeah, come down. And, you know, so it, it, it's all really about you, like, putting yourself out there. You know, so close the mouth doesn't get fed. you got to really go out there and put it out there and then, you know, Things will come back to you, and you know it's basically the the amount of energy you put out that's what you're gonna get back. So you just so, gotta keep keep going. So those shows that you've been on, and the articles that were written, and the different um, and various things you've done, how many of those things, you know, like percentage, like big, small, or whatever percentage, right. would have happened if it wasn't for you initiating it? Would mm. it have been like a small number of those shows would have ever happened, or a big number of those ha- happened because I initiated it? Like, if if you were just shy, like, let's talk about the guy that never asked the yeah. girl out. If you were yeah. just shy about it, would you have ever been on most of the shows that you're on? Yeah, I mean, most, yeah, most of it is basically from me initiating it. Because at the end of the day, even if, like, let's say, for example, if someone, because I do this all the time, too, where I have a radio show, and I invite guests like artists, you know, rappers, singers, and whatever, to come down and promote themselves. And I say, hey, come down, and they just don't show up, and they flake. So it's it's and a lot of times I had a friend who she was supposed to go to an event and then she flaked and I, I was like why did you flake and she was like oh I was scared to go and I you know I wasn't feeling well or whatever and just making a whole bunch of excuses but a lot of it was for her fear of not doing it so it's like even if people try to hand you stuff you're it's not gonna work out for you if you still have that shyness or you're scared to really take the chance and actually go in and do it. So a lot of it still is going to come from you, even if someone was to hand it to you. But a lot of times, nine times out of ten, no one's going to hand you anything. So you got to really go out there and, and bust your butt every day, you know, and sometimes you might lose sleep because you're trying to really get things happening. That's how, you know, that's how um, difficult it can be, you know, having your own business and especially doing online stuff. A lot of people, and the thing I want people to understand is that when, you, when you're when you running an online business, 
it's not something that's going to happen overnight. There's a lot of things that, you know, you see out there and say, well, you know, do this and you'll be making thousands of dollars next week. It doesn't work that way. I, I didn't start seeing money until, like, almost the fourth year of working online. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it took me four years to see a dime. So that's, that's what people got to realize. Like, you got to put in that work, and then once you keep putting in the work, things will happen. Right. Well, that's perfect. Okay, so perseverance. Uh, growing, learning, making some mistakes, trial and right. error, hard work. Mm. One of the common themes that we have for people that come on our show is a lot of them really enjoy the opportunity of being able to work from home. Do right. you get a chance to do that a lot? Like, Or do you have to go to an office to do your work, or where do you work from? Oh, yeah, a lot of the stuff I do is basically at home. Um, I work a lot in in my living room, <laughs> you know, because most of my stuff is online. So it's like just me, you know, um, sending emails, me blogging, me um, doing Skype uh, interviews and doing Skype coaching or, you know, so a lot of it is online. And then sometimes, you know, as I'm going outside, you know, it's, it's still basically just me setting up stuff from the house <laughs> before I go out. So now, it's mostly just in my living room. Now think about that because we focus as we call ourselves the Dash Radio, so it's kind of like from beginning to end and everything in between. How much has your life been enhanced by being able to do most of it working from home? Oh, I mean, well, it's it's been enhanced just in the in the sense that it's just a little bit more comfortable and motivating, you know, just to be able to like wake up and even just being in pajamas and getting things done and making money like that. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. and the fact that you have that control over your own thing and you don't really have to like, you know, you don't have to get up and travel too far and do these type of things. And it's just right where you're, you're at. I think it's a, a, just a, it is an interesting like thing to do and it's, it's fun. So literally for you, the world could be your office. As long as you have a phone and access to the Internet, you're in business. Basically, basically. <laughs> and, and with some of the products that you sell, you can live the dream. You can be making money while you sleep. Right, and that actually happens a lot of times. Like I wake up and then I check, I, you know, I have the, my email sends me a message whenever someone buys something. So I'll check my email in the morning and I'm like, oh, snap, I sold a couple things last night while I was sleeping. While you were sleeping, <laughs> yeah, literally while you weren't working. So for anybody that is thinking about being an entrepreneur, give us the, before we wrap this up over the next minute or so, actually give us your website again because I don't want to run out of time. So for those people okay. that are scribbling this down, go ahead. Oh, it's, uh, it's uh, MrLocario.com. That's M-R-L-O-C-A-R-I-O.com or MrLocarioTV.com or AlexSexyNaked.com. So you can check out those. Excellent. And we'll make sure those posted in the blog. For anybody that needs to, they go to the dashradio.com and they'll be able to see those links. So give us a little entrepreneurial cheer for those people that might be thinking about getting started with whatever business it might be or whatever mm. thing. How has it made a difference for you? Oh, man, well, being an entrepreneur just made a difference in the fact that knowing that you are responsible for your own destiny, so you kind of know, well, I can make as much money as I want, and I can really do, you know, things that I probably never could have done before, you know, working for someone else. So it's like you're just a whole thing of being able to control what you do and, and make that happen. But also, even more than that, just the fact that, you know, knowing that what you're doing is is impacting and affecting so many different people. So I think that's pretty good. That is perfect. Okay, good. Well, thanks for being here, Mr. Locario. Dawn, Definitely. thanks for being here and allowing us to have some fun on some women's behalf. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it.
Hey, you're welcome. Take care, guys. Back too. Yeah, thanks. thanks. All right, take care. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.